Blog Talk Radio. This fall, the Fantasy Sports Channel will make history all over again with even more live fantasy sports radio than anywhere on the planet. At least 12 hours of fantasy football, baseball, basketball, and hockey action each Monday through Friday. Plus more fantasy sports talk every Saturday and Sunday. More than 50 shows in all from the best fantasy sportscasters in the business. Try getting that on your radio dial. The Fantasy Sports Channel, only on Blog Talk Radio. It's a schedule you can bet on. It's week 10 in the National Football League. I'm back. Let's get it on 60 seconds. One bleeds red and one bleeds blue. Two friends, one heated rival. It's intense. It's no holds barred. It's game time. On Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio with your host Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. Mike, we're back, baby, and uh, it is week 10 in the National Football League. Hello, everybody, and good evening. Welcome to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, wherever you may be. Thanks for making us part of your night. And, Mike, it's jam-packed. We've got a huge week 10, and we've already gotten it kicked off on Thursday night. I love that Thursday night action. Uh, Mike, give us an update. How are your teams looking, buddy? You had a... uh, a red versus blue satellite team. How, how's it looking for you? Well, I'll tell you what, Scott. Uh, first off, welcome back. And, uh, you know, it was pretty tough uh, last week uh, filling in for you. But we uh, we made it happen. And uh, there I go again. But I heard. Uh, it, was a lot, it was a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, But first off, it's good to have you back. Uh, our uh, My red versus blue uh, satellite league, we got a lot of work to do, a lot of work to do, and uh, we hope that we get some stuff that's uh, going to happen as far as the uh, running back. Michael Turner is starting to burn it up. Michael Turner is the guy. He's starting to really get it going. And uh, him. If, uh, if, anybody have, if anybody has him, you better watch out because this guy is really getting it going. 150 yards uh, in, I think, his last two games. Uh, but there's a lot of games that uh, a lot of games go, and uh, but it's been a lot of fun uh, to watch uh, the 150 uh, satellite league. I'm not getting it done. Team Thompson is amazing right now, so yeah, uh, it's gonna it, it's kind of come and catch me type deal. Yeah, we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to review that league again. Both of those satellite leagues were a, just a just a blast to cover live with the crew. Uh, in the chat room, we do have the chat room popping already. Azuri's in the chat. Two Packer cocktails and dreams. Our very own Chad Schroeder, uh, Joel Hanar, John Roos, uh, sports betting man Lance, the Prognosticator, and Wayne. 
Ellis, our good friend from Evansville, Indiana, is uh, doing very well this year. Uh, chat room's doing well. So, uh, Mike, thanks for covering uh, last week. I know it cannot, it's not ever easy when when uh, you're not prepared well, to uh, run the show, but I tell you, I was on the deathbed last week with that flu, man. Well, I'm going to tell you what, Scott. It, it, it's not very easy, and uh, first off, I want to thank uh, everybody out there that was that continued to participate in uh, in the show Red versus Blue Fantasy Sports because, I mean, that's what it's all about. If Scott's not available, you know, I'm going to try to fill in the best I can, uh, try to pull in somebody like uh, Chill Bill, uh, whatever I can, and uh, the bottom line is we're going to make the show happen, uh, you know, continuously, week to week to week, every Friday, to give you the best insight we can. And uh, it was uh, it was a bad situation that that you couldn't couldn't join us, but uh, you're back this week, so let, let's move forward. How about that? Well, we're we're gonna plan on it. It's a big week, week ten. We're just already underway the other night with uh, Jay Cutler and the Bears, absolutely looking uh, horrid against the uh, Niners. But you know they still had a chance to win that game. Alex Smith didn't look too much better. Crabtree uh, didn't contribute all that much, although he had a great grab there on the sideline. Vernon Davis. They really found a way to shut him down. Chicago's offensive line is just putrid. That's really the problem there in Chicago. Uh, and Jay Cutler just, you know, zinging in. It looks great when he completes the passes. It looks just as bad when he's throwing those picks, man. Five interceptions on the day. Uh, I had a choice uh, right before kickoff of Cutler or Flacco. And, uh, you know, went Flacco, Mike, uh, with uh, a lot of factors weighing on me. A couple of guys, you know, thought I should go with Cutler with the way he looked. But I'll tell you, you know, San Francisco at home on a on a Thursday night, it wasn't a situation that I wanted any part of. And you know, you've got to look at you've got to look at just trends back and forth. You can't expect these quarterbacks to have huge days day after day after day. And he had a he had like a 37 point performance last week in the NFFC. And and you know, you can't expect that every week. Flacco had a terrible week last week. So conversely, it's his week to start to light it up on Monday night against Cleveland. So went Flacco, well, and I'm hoping that that works out. Yeah, yeah, I can see where you can come from from there because it's like uh, Cutler Flacco. Where should I go here? Because uh, chances are Cutler could have had a big game, but he didn't. But let's uh, let, let's not think about what what he did. Let's think about uh, your situation going forward. Uh, at the beginning of the game, what do you do? Do you go Cutler Flacco? Uh, you're thinking about uh, Chicago at San Francisco and. Uh, could be a game where, you know, Cutler could have a lot of fun at. Uh, then you're looking at Flacco at uh, at Cleveland, and pretty much it's going to be the Ray Rice show. And does Flacco, how much does he throw? Does he throw that much? So that that is a coin toss. Now it looks pretty easy. Well, we hope so. And it, it's, it's going to be one of those games, you know, um, on Monday night, Brady Quinn gets the nod, gets the start. I think he's got like three career touchdowns overall uh, for his illustrious career. And uh, Muhammad Masakwai will be somebody that you probably need to put in the lineup. Uh, you know, he's still the number one wide receiver for a team. I think if you're in a pinch, uh, and again, these are still the last of the bye weeks. You, you may have some injuries. We're not talking about your must starts. We, we don't we don't do that here. You know, you got to have your Ray Rices in there. Uh, but Muhammad Masakwai might be a guy you got to get in that lineup because they've got to do something. Jamal Lewis went on record this week to say that Mangini's pushing him in practice way too much. I mean, this guy, he's already said he's going to retire at the end of this year. 
he said that earlier in the month, and now he's attacking the coach. The, the, the player's apparently on his side with this one. And um, I don't know. This time looks uh, short-lived for Mangini. So not expecting big things, but Masakwai is a guy that – that you that you might want to might want to look at and put in the lineup. Let's let's go over the injuries real quick before we get to um, get to the, uh, the the games this week. Our our special guest this week is going to be Manny DeJesus, uh one of the top players in the fantasy football players championship. He's number two in the world right now, Mike. And this guy has had some uh, has some real good fortune. had a, had a great draft. I have was fortunate enough to meet him and his wife uh, in Vegas. A great. Uh, Great drafters, and uh, they were also in our 12:50 live uh, draft experts league too. They're doing well there. Uh, but we're, we're going to have him on the show a little bit later. We'll also have the prognosticator with his picks. And Mike, you are not allowed to, to um, like I'm, all three I'm, of his I'm picks ever up. again. <laughs> so we will, <laughs> Alex will join us uh, later in the show. Ko kids in the chat room, welcome Ko kid. Here we go with the injuries. The biggest one on here, Mike. I'm telling you, I'm looking at it, staring me right in the face here. Jim Sorgi is questionable with a shoulder, and I got to tell you, man, when Sorgi's questionable, you 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 you've got a great situation here for Curtis Painter. You know, Curtis Painter could be the the guy in this New England game. You know, now if he's the guy, there's big problems for Indianapolis because that means Peyton Manning's on the sideline. Uh, in jest and all in fun, uh, Indianapolis, uh, Jim Sorge is really the only injury to think of, to speak of. Uh, Atlanta Falcons, questionable. Roddy White limited all week again with this knee. Same as last week. He played, but, you know, he wasn't really that effective. you got to watch this Roddy White situation real, real carefully. Uh, you know, against that Carolina team last week, Atlanta had a tough time. Carolina jumped out of the gate, got the running game going. And really, I said, holy cow, this Carolina team is, is kind of turning things around. They're playing, you know, for respect. Roddy, uh, three catches, 27 yards. I'm worried that knee is a little bit troublesome. So if you have Roddy, uh, you you might have better options. He's, he's not somebody you can bench right now. Uh, no, no, he, he's, not, he's not somebody you can bench right now, Scott. But one thing about it is that uh, with the way Michael Turner has been running the ball, the way the offensive line has been taking care of him, and they're trying to take care of uh, Matt Ryan. Uh, you know, I, I really believe that uh, Atlanta's just, they're going to try to pound the ball uh, against uh, Carolina, Carolina, and yeah. they might have a lot of luck with it because uh, yeah. Michael Turner, when he gets going, I mean, he's tough. They're going to have to pound the ball. And, again, my apologies. It was, uh, Atlanta was playing Washington last week, uh, which, again, Roddy White you would think would have a pretty decent day there, but uh, but he didn't. So watch the knee. He has been limited all week. Same as last week, he should play and get in the game. Uh, but, again, it's still going to be Turner. Uh, you've got in your lineup Anthony Gonzalez you've got in your lineup, or Tony Gonzalez, I'm sorry. And, um, you know, I don't really see a lot of other options there on Atlanta to get in the lineup. Uh, also questionable is Darius Norwood. He didn't practice all week with the hip. That's been a lingering problem for him. He was a guy that was supposed to be in the lineup. That just means more work for Turner for all you guys that, that did draft Turner. Uh, he's looking a lot better now. But he's, re- said, he's ready for it. He's, he's ready for the work, uh, for the stretch run for Atlanta. Panthers questionable with D'Angelo Williams. Now, this is yep. one scary situation for you D-Will owners. Uh, wish that was me uh, instead of taking LaDainian Tomlinson. But with D'Angelo, he did not practice Wednesday. He tried to practice on Thursday, limited, and again, he had to, they had to shut him down. And so then he didn't practice at all on Friday. That's a bad sign, Mike. When you don't practice Wednesday, you get out there on Thursday and you give it a shot, you're limited. Then you come back and you rest it on Friday. You don't start at all. They also 
have this problem with Jonathan Stewart with the Achilles. Now, this has been a lingering problem all year, too. He was a full practice on Thursday and Friday. They practiced him pretty hard, too, and that's, that's a sign that they may need to work him a little bit harder this week in, well, in anticipation that D-Will might be out. I never thought I'd say this, but uh, this is a perfect situation to start Jake DeLome. The reason I say that is the running backs, they're going to be very gimpy, and there might not be that many opportunities. Uh, I expect, I, I really expect Carolina to do something with Jake DeLome to using tight ends and whatever. Uh, you Steve Smith again, the rebirth of the Carolina Steve Smith um, to – to see what happens for Carolina in that game against uh, the Atlanta D, because I think the Atlanta D, they can offer up something, and uh, I think Carolina can take advantage of it. KO Kid in the chat room has a uh, tough choice to make, Mike. His WCFF team, Stephen Jackson, Hightower, Lynch, and LT. He has to bench one. Early decision right there. Which one do you bench? Lynch. You bench Lynch. That rhymes. Mike Mike Bench Lynch. Uh, you know, he I'm leaning towards LT in that one, too. You know, it, it's very hard. Philadelphia is a, a, a nice, uh, tough defense. Philadelphia is the eighth best rushing defense in the league against running backs. Uh, it's, it's LT is not looking good or stellar by any means. 12 carries, 22 yards last week. Not something to be proud of. Uh, I don't know. Tennessee, I'm, I'm, is, Tennessee is the best 2-16 and 16. I've ever seen in my life. This team is not that bad. Their defense is not that bad, and their offense is not that bad. Tennessee is not a bad team. I mean, I'm sorry, even though I'm going to get a lot of crap for this, but they're 2-6, and six, but they're not that bad. Yeah, I'm, 19th against the run. 19th against the run, Mike. I don't know if I'd bench – I don't think I could bench Lynch in that situation. I don't know. LT has not been the same LT. Uh, you know, you can't expect big numbers from he that guy. He always scores a, big, a, a touchdown, week. though. Who? LT? No, no, wrong season, buddy. I've owned him. You need to go back and look. Uh, touchdowns and LT are not in the same sentence this year. The Bills, questionable. Uh, T.O. with the hip. He did not practice Wednesday or Thursday, He's limited Friday. You're, you're not kidding, Mike. You know, I've got this team here I was looking at. I saw it was drafted. Listen to this team. It was drafted. Okay, and, and it's and to be honest with you, it doesn't look that bad. Okay, Westbrook, Calvin Johnson. This was on draft day. Westbrook, Calvin right. Johnson, Portis, Owens, McFadden, Derek Ward, and Lance Moore. Now on draft day, you're thinking, hey, you know, I got I got some steady guys. I got big upside guys with Calvin and McFadden. I got Derek Ward in a new surroundings. I got Lance Moore steady, Portis and Owens, and Westbrook. You're thinking. Okay, decent squad, you know. That team scores zero. Yeah. Okay? yeah. <laughs> that team is a big goose egg. Okay. That that's just you know, that's the luck of the draw, man. You those guys aren't those guys are decent uh value plays. I mean, Westy late in the round, Calvin in the second, Portis late in the third, and Owens in the fourth. You're thinking, okay, McFadden falling to you all the way in the late fifth, Derek Ward in the sixth I mean Lance Moore, that's a that's a team you could be like, Holy cow, you know, it fell to me. <laughs> you know, it fell to me. Yeah. Well, it fell on top of you is what it did. But, uh, you know, again, T.O. with this injury, uh, you know, he's been questionable. He's a guy that's been very hard to start anyway. But with Tennessee, 
They're the worst defense in the league against wide receivers and quarterbacks. They're 32nd by a mile. Okay, it's not even close. So if you have Evans, you need to get him in your lineup. If T.O. plays, I say I say he stays, and you put him in your lineup. Terrell Owens well, in your lineup this week if he plays. See, Scott, I, I think of it on, in a different angle. Uh, Tennessee defense, uh, what happened the first three, four weeks is not is what's happening in the, the last couple of weeks and what's going to continue forward. I'm not a Tennessee fan, to be honest with you. Well, you sure do sound like it. I really don't care what they do. Well, I know I do, but I really don't care what they do. But what I see out of Tennessee is Jeff Fisher saying this team is better than what they started out with. They're better than what they're doing right now. And they're totally getting better. And it would it would not surprise me one bit if, uh, if, if Tennessee continues to move forward off of that two-game win streak and uh, do something with it. Well, and that, that remains to be seen, Mike. And, and you know, they, they haven't looked good all year. I'm, I think the only thing that has looked good on that team is Chris Johnson. It's very surprising to me that Lendell White continues to be an absolute non-factor in this thing. I mean, Chris yeah. Johnson, you know, albeit yep. the, one of the best running backs in the league, but you expected Lendell White to get more than three or four carries in a game. Uh, and relieve some of that and, and do some of that thunder-lightning kind of stuff. But, you know, and here we go with Justin Gage. He finally gets going with uh, Vince Young. It looks like there's a little chemistry going. Gage is now out. Yeah, he, yeah, this guy's out with the back, broken bones there, they say. And, and so Kenny Britt gets the start and gets the nod. Uh, his first uh, first start opposite Nate Johnson, very interesting. Now, Buffalo's very good against the pass. They're number two in the league against number one wide receivers. Obviously, there's a reason for that. They have very good corners on that side of the field. They're number 22 in the league against number two wide receivers. So there's an opportunity here for maybe Kenny Britt to splash and make a little bit of noise and, and, and come up. Still not a good passing situation. If you're in a pinch, though, you could do a lot worse. Maybe Kenny Britt uh, you know, gets a touchdown, five for 60 and a touchdown, something like that. That would be a good day for Kenny Britt. And, and I'm sure if you're, if you're plugging him in, you'd be very happy with you know, a 15, 16-point day out of Kenny Britt. So. Yeah, no, no doubt about it, Scott. I, I totally believe that uh, Kenny Britt could have a big day, and uh, I just believe that Tennessee is going to continue to run, 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 and uh, that was a run, big run, win run, for them. You're, you're right. That's a big win for them uh, to beat the Niners like that. Alex Smith again. I don't know if he's the answer there. Vernon Davis got a lot of work that game. He had ten catches. Gore got a ton of work. Uh, but but something about that you know that team they just kind of kept plugging away and kept plugging away and Vince Young just controlled the game he didn't have to do anything he just kind of controlled the game and let and handed the ball off to Chris Johnson and, and and they got good field position and and did what they did with it the real story of that game is the turnovers Alex Smith was responsible for four of them three picks and one fumble so you know that's really why the Titans uh, got that win with the uh, turnovers you can't you can't win with turnovers. Uh, the Packers, Jermichael Finley is still out with the knee. Portis out with the concussion. And for the Redskins, Cooley obviously out with the ankle. Continue to watch that situation. I wouldn't drop him just yet. Uh, he may be able to get back on the field for you in the playoffs. Uh, and, I, and I think I would hang on to him if I were you. Betts with the ankle uh, did come in for Portis. We're going to talk about this with Manny. There's great, uh, quite a story here. Uh, but Betts did not practice on Wednesday and and. and Thursday, he was limited Friday with his ankle, so they're worried in this situation. 
uh, I don't know. Maybe somebody in the crew can tell us who's going to get the start. Is it that? Uh, is it Rock Cartwright? I mean, who's going to get the well, nod if if Liddell Betts can't go? Well, Scott, I, I tell you what, I put I put a lot of money in a in a local league on Betts, and uh, I'm I'm banking on Betts to make the move because uh, it sounds like even though he didn't practice much this week, uh, he's still ready to go. But uh, it's still Washington. You know, yeah, we've yeah. got to understand, it's still Washington. And whether it's Betts or Rock Cartwright, I mean, it You know, it, it may not matter, but uh, Liddell right, Betts, right. Uh, he is so good uh, catching passes out of the backfield and, you know, getting those, those receiving yards and doing what needs to be done. So, you know. Yeah, Den- I'm, Denver, I'm, Denver's I'm number four Betts. against running backs. Den- Denver's number four against the running backs this year. Uh, Washington basically has nothing going for it at all. Denver is 31st in the league against number one wide receivers. They do have a vulnerability there. Uh, So Santana Moss, if you have him, you probably want to plug him in this week because Denver is so weak against the number one wide receivers. But, look, no Moreno in last week's game, no Buck Halter really to speak of. Marshall was the only thing they had going for him in that Pittsburgh game. And Royal started fast. So Royal might be a guy, Mike, I know we have him in the NFFC. Royal might be a guy that – starts to turn things around. He he started to look good there against Pittsburgh. They started throwing the ball and then just kind of neglected him and just went really Orton kind of zeroed in on Marshall. I know Marshall owners love to see that. I'm one of them. Uh, I don't, they've got to, Denver start, has to get that ground game going. I don't know if uh, Eddie Royal, I don't know what his priorities are right here uh, as far as him and McDaniels as what, what he's supposed to do. Is he supposed to uh, – Run back punts, kickoffs, or uh, catch, you know, be a receiver. You know, when, when you're talking fantasy football, it means a lot to us guys. So, uh, you know, I mean, Eddie Royal, I mean, he's he's really not becoming much of a uh, impact. Yeah, well, not not what we expected. Let's keep running down the uh, injuries. We're going to bring on Manny here in just a second. The Vikings questionable. Bernard Berrien with the hammy. He's been limited all week. Uh, that's a situation you want to watch. Sidney Rice is obviously somebody you have to have, have in the lineup against Detroit. Uh, Stafford, that guy was picked five times against Seattle last week. Pettigrew did kind of have a breakout performance. Mike, seven for 70 and a touchdown. Calvin, still not right. Something still not right there, two for 27. Stafford and Calvin haven't been able to find that gel. Detroit is number 30 against number two wide receivers in the league, so look for Sidney Rice or Percy Harvin to make an impact in this game. Uh, Sidney Rice has been a must-start anyway, but this is a game also where you might be able to put Sidney Rice in there, especially if Bernard Berrien, uh, who's been limited with that hamstring, continues to sit out. Uh, you you got to throw Percy Harvin in that game. The Raiders, Mike, probably well, – well, well, Real quick, real quick, Scott. In that game, uh, you know, I, I really think that uh, Adrian Peterson just has a ball against Detroit. Well, and, of course. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't think they're going to go deep much at all. Uh, you know, it's going to be AP and uh, AP all day and uh, maybe Shianko a couple times. And Sidney Rice is going to throw in a little bit, but uh, AP could have a huge day. Well, he will. He, he will. I think that's understood. Detroit's not anybody uh, against the run, 28th against the run, but Mike, they're also 28th against the pass, 31 against quarterbacks. Brett Favre has thrown the ball all year, no matter who his opponent was, no matter how many points they've been up. He continues to throw the ball, so it's it's somebody. We're looking for people who you might need to put in your lineup. 
uh, if you're in a in a tough spot, and those are guys that uh, you could you could easily put in and do a lot worse, especially against Detroit. It's a great matchup. The Raiders, Mike McFadden is back. He practiced all week. He's been lingering with his knee injury, uh, and he's probable for this week. Uh, Oakland has obviously not had anything to look forward to, but they do have a decent matchup this week against Kansas City. They're number 25 against running backs in the league. Oakland's number 31, so you might see a, a little bit better from Jamal Charles this week as well. You know, Charles got his chance last week, but they really didn't work him a lot. I mean, it was he didn't he only had five or six carries, maybe eight carries, something like that. They didn't really get him into the game. There was no real run game to speak of. What was what I was excited to see was Matt Castle with the, they dropped LJ, but they played well on the road against Jacksonville. And Castle scored, you know. 269 and two. This Lance Long kid, 5'11, yep. second year guy. Uh, he was a rookie for Mississippi State last year, and he didn't play at all for Arizona. Never saw the field, and he was picked up by this Chiefs team. And he goes 8 for 74, Mike. Now, that Lance Long, 8 for 74, he's the slot receiver, the new slot receiver, took over for Bobby Ingram. And, Mike, this offense relies on the slot far more than others in the league. Um, this well, offense yeah, is, really has a, you know, has a place for a slot wide receiver. I think that uh, I think that both teams match up evenly. Um, and sorry, sorry as it is to say, but uh, I don't see this game. Uh, you know, both defenses are good enough to where I, this game is going to be a seventeen to ten type type game. I would not take any player off of Kansas City or Oakland. In my opinion, uh, I would maybe take a Dwayne Bowe just on a flyer, just to see what happens. But uh, you know, I, McFadden coming back, uh, Kansas City, they'll shut him down because McFadden's three and out, and we'll see what happens. Well, and, and again, you have Chambers uh, that, that that came on late, caught two late touchdowns for uh, from from Matt Castle, his only two touchdowns. Uh, Chambers with a long one and then, and then a red zone touchdown. Casey looking a lot better uh, with this team, Mike, and, and we'll just have to play it by ear and see see what they're capable of. But uh, I think I that's a good match. I am the smartest man alive. It could be Alex. No, no. Well, anytime we you hear that, it's got to be one of the the highest ranked players in the world of high stakes fantasy football, Mike, and that is Manny DeJesus. Manny. Manny, are you with us? Hey, I'm right here, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, Manny, nice, nice to have you with us, buddy. It's my pleasure, my pleasure. Well, um, Manny, meet Mike. Mike, this is Manny. I had the pleasure of meeting uh, Manny and his wife uh, in Las Vegas, and, and we had a great time, didn't we? I mean, just the competition there, the event, the FFPC, what they put together, man, it's just such a blast. We had a good time, didn't we? Oh, it was phenomenal. I I, I look forward to it. It was. Uh, I look forward to going out there every year. It's been a... Uh, they, Alex and Dave put on a great show, and, um, you know, it's lots of fun. Meet some good oh. people, and uh, it's a ball. Yeah, we had great conversation. I mean, great. That we, we had the bar there. We had the food, the free meals. I mean, everything was catered. Everything was just first class all the way in Caesars Palace, obviously. And I mean, we just had a ball. We had a ball, and, and everybody's so friendly. Your wife was very friendly. She, she, was, she was nice to get to know there at the draft. And, and uh, man, we just had a, we had a really good time. So Manny, you're having a heck of a year, number two overall in the FFPC right now. Uh, I talked to you earlier today, and 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 we we had a conversation about uh, about the, or yesterday about your team and 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 what's what what's going on here. Tell us a little bit about how you've uh, made it to number two and, and and what's going on with you. Well, you know, it seems like uh, you know I 
fortunately, I was lucky and, uh, you know, had a good draft. And uh, for the most part, uh, you know, my team stayed pretty healthy, which is, you know, you know, half of it's, you know, having a good draft. The other half is you're just hoping things roll your way and, you know, keep your team healthy. Uh, I mean, I did lose Owen Daniels, which was a big loss a couple weeks ago. Oh. But and, uh, Bolden, you know, Bolden's bang, been banged up all year, too, so that hasn't helped. But uh, overall, uh, you know, a little bit of death has helped and a little bit of luck. And, uh, you know, fortunately, we're sitting where we are today. Yeah, and Mike, he, just to give you a rundown of his team, Mike, he starts off with Steven Jackson, comes back with Randy Moss. I think that's how it went. And exactly. then uh, then you went with Bolden and Ray Rice. You were very high on Ray Rice, and we talked about him a little bit. You were, This was a guy you really had to have. You know what? I thought he was the key to my draft. I mean, I honestly figured – I thought he was the top five player going into the draft, and I was thinking if I can grab him in the third round, uh, you know, I was going to get some good value for, for him. And, um, and the, you know, I drafted against you in the um, – um, Draft Masters League, and I had the 11th pick. I thought I'd get him at 311, and of all people, you got him at 3-4, and um, I was thinking, oh, hey, you know, I didn't think anybody would grab him that early, and I thought I was reaching for him at the, in the third round, but it uh, yeah. looked like he was flying high on a lot of people's radar late into, uh, you know, right before draft day. And uh, But, you know, Ray Rice has definitely panned out uh, every way, you know, just like we expected him to. Yeah, we well, took Stephen Jackson. That's another classic example of where you uh, where you steal the draft in uh, say round four, five, three, four, five, six. Exactly. I mean, I think every team that uh, I think the, I think a lot of times when you see the teams that win it at the end, it's you know making you know I think those rounds three, four, five, and six, like you just said, it's making sure you don't miss there. And if you can grab um, you know a couple guys in those rounds that you know, eventually do go off, uh, I think your team's in good shape to go, you know, along with your first and second round picks, obviously. Manny, I'm looking at that draft that we were in together, and um, what were you, the 11th pick there? or I was the 11th pick in that draft. A.J. Slayton, Ocho, Bolden? Yes, those were the top that, four. Yeah, nice nice start there. No, we, we started with Steven Jackson, came back with Marion Barber at 2-9, and and then Ray Rice was sitting there at three four, and we said this guy will not come back to us at four nine. So we had to overpay what we felt like was overpaying, um, because Ronnie Brown was still there, um, Ryan Grant was still there. Um, you know, those those are guys that that were were being taken in that in that area. But you know, it, it just it ceases to amaze me some of these draft boards. I can't even look at it anymore because it just makes me sick. I start to see Eddie Royal being drafted there and. I don't even want to talk about it. Let's talk about your team. You also hit on Mike Sims-Walker, uh, Ray Rice, Mike Sims-Walker, and uh, obviously the quarterback duo of Roethlisberger and Schaub, you've been able to parlay pretty much. How, how hard of a decision has that been for you with Roethlisberger and Schaub back and forth? Has, has that been pretty even back and forth, or, or has you know one what? been uh... – You know, it's, it's, it's been tough each week. You know, every day I'm driving to work, and I'm trying to figure out who do I, you know, who do I play this weekend because they're – playing the matchups, and uh, fortunately, you know, I've been guessing right, um, and hopefully I continue to do so, but, you know, either way, I mean, I think they both, um, both of them have actually been very good this year. Um, yeah. I don't think either one of them have really had a bad game. Uh, you know, luckily, they're both in, you know, pass-friendly offenses, and they're both in situations, up until recently in Pittsburgh, um, you know, I think Kubiak's here to 
hand the ball off right now. And anytime Slayton gets the ball, it's on a pass. And, uh, you know, in, in Pittsburgh, I think the offensive line has been real shaky up until recently. They couldn't get the running game going. So, you know, fortunately, both those quarterbacks have, you know, been in situations where they have to pass. And, you know, yeah. you know that's always a good thing when you don't have a running game and having a quarterback in that spot. And it's easy for you this week. You have the last of the buys with uh, Schaub sitting out, so Ross in the lineup. So talk, talk to us. You told me this story about uh, you're in a tough pinch. You're obviously one of the top players in the FFPC last week, and it's crunch time, baby. I mean, you've got Bolden out with an injury. You just lost Owen Daniels. And I think you had, uh, I don't know, was Steven Jackson on by? Um, regardless, yeah, you, you, you had was a, on a bye. Um, Chester Taylor was on a bye. Sean Green was on a bye last week. I, you know, I couldn't find another running back to go with uh, Ray Rice. Um, right. So I, I picked up uh, Maurice Morris on a flyer. Spent ten bucks on him, figuring, uh, hoping he'd get a few carries or catch a couple passes against his former team. And then um, I was forced to play uh, Bobby Wade, and um, considering Bolton was going to be hurt, so I was, you know, I'm figuring I'm losing a lot of people on injuries and bodies going into Week Nine. And uh, so I wake up Sunday morning and I look at the injury report, and I see that both you know, I'm praying that Bolden's going to play, but I see he's out, and I see Bobby Wade's inactive due to the Chris Chambers acquisition. And I'm, you know, I'm freaking out. I'm going, who do I start? No. And I've got, you know, all these other, all my running backs are in buys, Green and Taylor, like I said. So I feel i got to go with Waddell Betts. I have nobody else left. And I go, hopefully he can catch two or three passes and get me a five or a six. And, um, you know, right when the game starts, I see the smashes in the bottom of my, the red zone channel, Satan, Satan, uh, uh, Portis is out with a concussion and won't return. <laughs> And I got lucky, and I see then Betts turns around and gives me a touchdown, and you know, you know, scores me. I can see he scores me 15 well, points, uh, and uh, it worked out. Well, I tell you what. Uh, first off, Manny, that's a perfect uh, example of you know a lot of people, a lot of fantasy owners. They consistently say, "Oh, I got screwed because of a bye. I got screwed because of an injury." Well. You got to you got around that because of what you did, what you did, and we we have to understand that. Yeah, you know that, and sometimes it's better to be luckier than you know, it's better to be lucky than good at times. But uh, you know, it yeah. definitely worked out, and you know, I was sweating week nine all week. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I, luckily the team, you know, we ended up scoring 100, almost 170 points on a lineup <laughs> with buys. So you know, it's yeah, definitely you know. Definitely worked out in our favor in the end. Now, did you start? Uh, you start Robert Meacham last week? No, I actually just picked uh. him up. Uh, picked him up this week. Okay, I saw him on your lineup, and I was like, man, if he had him in his lineup and bets, I'm hanging up the oh. phone. This is too scary. This is Friday yeah. the thirteenth. A little spooky. <laughs> you know, it, it's nice. Yeah. It's nice to have a nice to have the you know a little good fortune go your way. You've got a very solid team. Uh, and when when you have a nice solid draft like that, you know things are going your way. So it's uh, it's good to see, man. Yeah, Keep it you up. know what? It's, yeah, it's just basically you know it's you know fantasy, and you, know, you have to have a good draft, and you have you know everything has to fall in place too, and the team has to stay out. You, know, you need some luck, and you need uh, you, know, you need team to stay healthy. You know, all three of those uh, go your way. Uh, you know, anything can happen. Now the most now, exciting uh, part about that, Mike, Mike, the most exciting part about his his injury. Is he paid a hundred dollars 
to be uh, as the uh, to, to enter the player for life contest. They call it player for life. And if player you, for life. If, yep. if you are the number one team, if you win this whole thing, then you win a free entry pretty much for life over the next 20 years or whatever. You're, you get to play in the FFPC for free for just that $100. So that's a nice uh, that's a nice bonus incentive, and we're definitely rooting for somebody to hit that this year. And and maybe that'll be you, Manny. Well, you know what? I, I really think it's a neat pro- I think it's a neat idea that they uh, Alex may put together because you know for a hundred bucks you know, you can win you know thirty thousand dollars worth of it's a really a thirty thousand dollar prize for a hundred dollars and you know somebody's got to win it and you know you have a two fifty to one shot and you know why not uh, throw the hundred bucks in and see where it goes and you know hopefully uh, you know hopefully you know that'll pan out because you know, I've been going to Vegas the past five years and. You know, fifteen bucks a pop every time, and if it works out and going up there for free every year, that's uh, that'd be nice. Yeah, I, I Manny, that'd be awesome. Uh, going through uh, week ten, and uh, let's face it, we got the, the Giants in Houston on the bye week. Uh, after that, uh, you're pretty much home free. Uh, you know, you pretty much got your li- lineup and uh, all your players uh, pretty much set. You know, we'll. It seems to be, you know, yeah, this is the last week of the buys, and uh, so, you know, after this, you know, yeah, we are home free. So, you know, it's a matter at this point. You've got to hopefully you guys stay healthy. Right, yeah, you got to stay healthy with that lineup. And, you know, with Steven Jackson and Rice as your, your solid two running back, Bolden Moss and Sims, Shockey, uh, and, and then you picked up Cooley. If he comes back, you've got another uh, great starter in the FFPC format. Uh, you're you're going to definitely give these guys at the top a run for your, run for their money. And I, there's a couple of names in the chat room that I know are fighting with you right at the very, very top. Uh, Russ Steele being another one who's been a, a guest on our program. He's he's right yeah. there with you in points at, at, at the top of the leaderboard. So should be a, should be a battle all the way to the end. He has a hell, yeah, he's got a good team. I've been eyeing his team all year. There's a lot of good teams up there. So, I mean, it's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be a dog fight, that's for sure. Well, Manny, I don't know if you're free, buddy, but we got a couple more games to break down here, and then we've got uh, the prognosticator coming on. You want to stick around with us and uh, help us break yeah. down these games? I'd love to. All right. Well, Mike, uh, you know, this Tony Romo here, he is Mr. November, they're calling him. He's won 13 straight games in the month of November with 35 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, and he's already included two big wins this year in November, the one on Monday night against Philly and again against Seattle. Uh, Mike, Tony Romo has, has been on fire in November now. If he can put it together in December. But right now he's got a big game at Green Bay. Who do you like in that game? Uh, to be to be quite honest with you, I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan, but uh, Green Bay is going to win that game. Green Bay has won. They're an upset team. Uh, you don't go to Tampa Bay and lose. They, they, they just got done – getting their ass handed to them by a winless team. Um, Tony Romo and the Dallas Cowboys, they've been trying, trying, and trying to find, you know, to be under the radar, but uh, they're not under the radar anymore. They've won four in a row, and they look good, but I like Green Bay in that game. Manny, I don't know what you think here, but Green Bay lost to Tampa Bay last week. Grant had a good game with 96 yards. Rodgers, 266-2. and two, But he's on pace to be the most sacked quarterback since David Carr. Uh, Jones and Driver continue to outperform Jennings. Uh, 
And, and this defense, again, they sacked him six times, picked him off three times. If, if Dallas brings any bit of heat like Tampa did, I'm telling you, Green Bay's going to have a tough time. They have not looked good. And Dallas continues to look pretty good here. Barber's, it's still a mess in the backfield. You don't know what's going on there. Barber had 12 carries, Choice 3 and Felix 4. I think that's an absolute mess. But Roy seemed to get things going a little bit with the underneath routes. Witten, again, is still solid. And you got Miles Austin there still still doing things. Man, I don't know. Solid. Well, Witten sticks seven catches, 43 yards. You get a point and a half per catch in the FFPC. That's pretty damn solid. I know, but as a tight end so far, Scott, he has not done crap. Manny, what do you think about that game? You know what? I'll tell you what. This, could, this is going to be a great one of the better games of the weekend. Um, I can say one thing. I guarantee you this is going to be a high-scoring game. Take the over. Um, I, I do have to agree with Mike, though. I think um, I'm smelling an upset as well. I think that uh, Green Bay is going to rebound well in this game. Uh, Green Bay has always been a uh, tough place to play, especially, um, you know, come November, December. And, uh, you know, I, I think they're going to be able to score a lot of points. But I, I same thing with Dallas, though. I, you know, Romo's hot, and I think he'll continue to roll against, uh, you know, against uh, Green Bay as well. So um, I think it's going to be a shootout. I think uh, you play you, – I, I think you have to play all those guys on both teams. But I wouldn't be surprised seeing uh, Green Bay win this game, like 35-31. I think James Jones is a guy that you might have to get in your lineup too. Dallas is pretty respectable against the the ones and twos, but they are 27th in the league, one of the worst against the number threes. They just don't have the depth in the secondary. So look for more James Jones possibly. This guy, three scores in his last four games. He's already scored more than Jennings, who only has two touchdowns. So it, it might be a, a sneaky play if you need it, James Jones. Uh, has looked good, uh, Manny. Let's get your who do I start? I think I think, uh, I think Jordy Nelson's coming back though this week, and he should cut in. A, I think he's going to cut into uh, James Jones's playing time. He he may. I was always a big Jordy fan, but I don't I don't think he's getting that job back anytime soon. Wayne has a question in the chat room. Here you go, Manny. Uh, yeah. Mason Cotchery or Burleson? He can only start one this week. Mason Cotchery or Burleson? Oh, boy, that's a tough one. Um, in that situation, you know, I think, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, I think Baltimore is going get, get, to get away with being able to pound the ball. Um, Cotri, you know, you can, I'll tell you what, I play with Cotri there. I think that you're going to be able to pass the ball on Jacksonville. Um, you know, their, their secondary is very weak. Um, and, you know, it's definitely a tough one there, but I'd probably go with Cotre. I don't, I don't know how you can bench Burleson at this point. Burleson's been absolutely on fire and a must start. He's one of the top receivers and targets in the league. I always like to look for targets. I'm a sucker for targets, uh, and and he's looked fantastic. Uh, you know, seven. What I don't have the, my stats here in front of me uh, for for Burleson, but he he continues. To, yeah, seven for 75 last week. I mean, on a you know a day against. You know, Detroit, they're playing Arizona. Arizona, definitely a high-scoring game. Mike, what do you think about that? Mason, Cotchery, or Burleson? Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to lean toward uh, Cotchery a little bit. Uh, you know, believe it or not, uh, I just, you know, I believe that uh, Cotchery, he's healthy, finally. And uh, I think uh, Sanchez, he's going to find a way to get the ball to him. And uh, Jacksonville, uh, every once in a while, they give up uh, – 
Think about the big play. And I'm looking for the big play. So uh, I'm going to lean toward uh, Jericho Cotteria on that one. Burleson, 21 targets in the last two games. I love I love to see that high of targets for, for any player. Mason, on the other hand, you know, again, he had a lot of targets last week, just didn't do much with him. He had 13 targets last week. And what did he end up with? I mean, uh, like three, three for 31 on 13 targets. Now, that's probably not as, as, as a hindrance on the Baltimore passing game as it is a, a praise on that Cincinnati passing defense. I mean, they have been very tough against number one wide receivers, and, you know, they didn't allow Mason to do anything. Matter of fact, there were a couple interceptions involved there. They're number one in the league against number one wide receivers, but Mason getting a lot of work, and he, he, he bickered for the ball. You guys heard that, right? He wanted the ball more, yes, had a meeting yes, with Flacco, and they, they tried to get it to him. They just couldn't, couldn't get it in. He wants it, Scott. He, he wants the ball, and uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, you know, I, I love Mason. As a matter of fact, I traded to get him. I traded two picks in uh, 2010 in a dynasty league to get him. Uh, but the, in, in this game, in this situation, uh, I believe that it's going to be Ray Rice all day long against Cleveland. And Joe Flacco, he might not – He. I mean, he might not have to do much. I, I completely agree. I mean, I, I think it's going to be Ray Rice all day, too. I, I don't think it, Black was even, even going to need to throw the ball more than 20 times this game. Um, you know, I think they're going to be able to tear uh, Cleveland up on the ground. We got another one here. Um, let's see. I found it in the chat room a minute ago. Macklin, Macklin or Mike Wallace from Skull Monkeys in the chat room. <laughs> Skull Monkeys, welcome Wallace. to the uh, welcome to Red versus Blue. Macklin or Wallace, Manny? What do you think? You know, I mean that's a that's another tough one. I would I'd go with Mike Wallace in that situation. Um, you know, I, I I see Big Ben having a big game over you know this weekend. Um, I mm-hmm. think he should be able to go over 300 yards pretty easily, throw two to three touchdowns, and um, you know I see. Definitely see Wallace having a little bit better game than Macklin. And the problem in, in Philadelphia is there's too many guys for McNabb to throw to. I mean, he's got uh, the Westbrook's coming back. You know, he'll be throwing, he'll be dumping off to him. He's got Selleck. He's got Deshaun Jackson. You know, Macklin seems to be more of a fourth option. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'd go with Wallace in that situation. It's definitely a tough one, Mike. Uh, Cincinnati, again, as tough as they are against number ones, they really let the ball go into the number twos and threes. They're 19th and 30th in the league, respectively, against twos and threes. So I don't know who lines up as the number one there in Pittsburgh. It's probably Holmes. So, you know, I would imagine that Wallace is going to have a big game against Cincinnati. But, again, Philadelphia and and, and with Macklin, I mean, he, they've been getting a lot of work. And I don't know. I see, bigger day, I see a bigger game for San Diego's receivers because – while Philly shuts the receivers down, they have two corners out. Ellis Hobbs is out for the season with a neck injury, and then Hanson suspended for steroids from uh, an incident last January. So you should see Philip Rivers be able to exploit Philadelphia's uh, passing defense, Mike. Yeah, the, the, he should be able to. Uh, you know, being at home, that, that means a lot, too. Uh, but uh, the one thing about San Diego is they have come on – Big time, and uh, I would see uh, I could see uh, Vincent Jackson having a big game and just having a lot of fun against Philadelphia. But uh, the one thing, 
Talking about us. Uh-oh. Oh, don't stop on our account, Mike. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Uh, <laughs> but you know that noise. I do know that noise. I do that. That's, I know that noise. Man, I can only mean noise. one thing. The prognosticator is in the house. He's in the building. But I tell you what, I will say this: Cincinnati will not give up without a fight. Well, that that sound can only mean one thing. The prognosticator is in the building, and he is here to make the crew at Red versus Blue all the money he can do. Alex Kaganowski, welcome again to Red versus Blue. Hey, Mike, don't be stepping on my entrance now, all right? <laughs> I did it, didn't I? <laughs> How you doing, Alex? I'm doing pretty good. I got to talk a little bit low, guys. I hope you can hear me because I got everyone sleeping, and if uh, the wife uh, wakes up, I'm dead. We can hear you. Okay. We can hear you loud and clear. Okay, good. Alex, we can hear you loud and clear, and I'm not going to – well, I might comment on your three plays, but I'm going to be very quiet, be very, very quiet. <laughs> well, 3-0 and last week, uh, rebounded a little bit. Um, actually – I will say that I went twenty and six on my own. Uh, Woo! Yeah, so I I, I smacked nice. pretty good. So that was the, my first big week of the of the year actually. So I've been kind of up and down this year, not really breaking through. But uh, last week was was pretty lucrative. Good stuff. Way to go, Alex. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get to hear the uh, hear the picks, but twenty and six is real respectable. We got uh, Manny DeJesus on with us, uh, Alex, from uh, your your competition, and so he's here also. So, uh, you know, let's let's go ahead and get get to these picks. I've got uh, three of them here on my radar screen. Are you ready? You ready to go? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, let's go. Number one. All right, pick number one, and we're gonna go to my boy and Manny's boy this year. Uh, I have him on both my teams, and uh, Manny has him on the FFPC team, and that's uh, Mike Sims-Walker. Mike Sims-Walker, the over-under on Mike Sims-Walker this year, this week, uh, is 81 and a half yards receiving. And I'm going to take the under here, uh, minus 15 cents, mm. uh, with the thinking being, uh, well, the Jets are, uh, are giving up number one, are the uh, giving up the least amount of yards in the air. Is that a compliment? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> Make the playoffs, okay? Make the playoffs, buddy. Um, number one overall in the air, and uh, seventh best uh, versus the number one wide receiver. So uh, the d- defense is definitely there to get it done, and uh, I just think 81 and a half. Uh, uh, Sims Walker has been shown to be a little bit inconsistent here, and I think it's not really him because I think he's a great talent. Uh, I've actually, you know, speaking of him, yeah, I, I've been I've been hearing about it for about three years, um, and I drafted him in, in both my teams this year, uh, expecting him to come out, and, and he did. But uh, it's really Gerard and, and really the product of the offense. I think that uh, they may get shut down pretty well in the air by the Jets. So I'm going to take 81, under 81.5 minus 15 cents. And the entire chat room agrees with you, Alex. Uh, they're, they're talking about Daryl Rivas, and you've got a whole lot of support for the under. Mike, what do you think about that play? 
Uh, check mark. Uh-oh. I mean, I, yeah, I don't I don't want to agree on every one of Alex's plays this week, but uh, check mark, 81 and a half, I mean, that's not much. Well, I mean, MJD, I MJD and Sims both continue to dominate with that team. While nobody else seems to want to do anything for Gerard. Uh, Holt, four for 37 last week, and the Jets are very tough, like you said, Alex, against the wideouts. Uh, Sims Walker, under 81 and a half. You have to pay uh, 15 cents. Yeah, and the Jets defense, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna hold them down. There's no, there's no doubt about that. So, uh, huh, I like that play. All right, well, let's help for better. Let's, let's hope for a different result here, Alex. Number two. All right, well, Mikey will, will not like this play. Uh, that, okay. This I already know. Uh, this is a pure th- – this is really – this is the purest of, of a purer uh, uh, value play that you can get. Okay, and, love uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Adrian Peterson, okay, will not score a touchdown this week at home against Detroit. <laughs> Detroit? <laughs> yes, you heard this right. Adrian Peterson. <laughs> Will not <laughs> score a touchdown against Detroit. You're right. I don't like it. All right. All right. Well, the key here, of course, is that you're getting 240 cents. Uh, so it's plus 240. You're betting 100. You're getting back 240. It's two and a half times your money, basically. And uh, you know, I don't care if it's ADP or or or, uh, or uh, MJD or uh, uh, you know uh, Ladainia Tomlinson in his prime. Plus two and a half for a player not to score, I, I can't pass that up. Yeah, he could twist an ankle, he could uh, get the flu or something, you know. But uh, I don't know what else is going to keep Detroit or, or Minnesota out of that end zone against Detroit. Mike, what do you think about Adrian mm-hmm. Peterson plus two forty? Would Would you bet a hundred dollars on that one? Well, uh, would I bet a hundred dollars on it? No, I probably wouldn't. Uh, I like the value that uh, Alex is bringing to the table on this one, but Adrian Peterson scores a freaking touchdown. I'm sorry. He does. Well, listen, and, uh, there are many other things that could happen. He could get uh, kidnapped by aliens uh, in half time. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, he could, he could get assassinated. In the third quarter, uh, <laughs> could be, could be. He's not get assassinated in the first quarter because yeah, it, it, it won't take long. Right. Hey, Alex, we're not in Dealey Plaza. I don't know. Manny, what do you think? You know what? I'll tell you. First things first. I thought I'd get a chime in, but uh, that Mike Sims Walker play, um, I I completely agree. I think that Gerard's going to have a tough time against that Jet defense, and um, you know I don't think it's Mike Sims Walker. I think it's Gerard and that. Jets defense, where um, I think since I think since Walker's in for a long day, and um, I'm at I'm at the point where I don't think I'm even going to start him this week. I think I'm going to bench him in you know in our FFPC oh. league. Oh, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's how low I'm, uh, I am on Sims Walker this week, guys. So it's wow. funny that Alex brought that up, but I'm uh, yeah I'm off the Sims Walker bandwagon this week. I may play a little bit the Del Bats over him, um, but the AP thing I. Damn, I bet my house that he scores at least one, maybe even two touchdowns this week. I, I, and I think he's going to walk his dog all over the Lions. Maybe three touchdowns. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm not. I am certainly not disputing that. Uh, of course, that would be silly of me too. Uh, but I will tell you this much, guys. Uh, the last time I saw a line like this, I believe it was two years ago, 
Um, I think it was when Westbrook had the huge year, not last year, the year before. Uh, he was actually scoring all those touchdowns. Uh, I believe he scored like 12 or 15 that year. And they were really coming in bunches, and he had a bunch of yards. And I think he was also like a plus 220 uh, against the weak defense not to score. And I, and I uh, played that, uh, I made that play, and I won it. He didn't score. Um, so it, it could happen. This is the NFL, remember. Uh, and anything could happen. And, you know, Detroit Lions are an NFL defense, uh, you know, even though most people uh, probably That's why we do what we do. Alex, we have uh, we have three minutes left in the show. Uh, Miles Austin is your third pick. We want to talk about number three. Yeah, I, you know I love betting against players not to score touchdowns, as you can see with ADP. Uh, with Miles Austin, I'm going to bet he's not going to score a touchdown uh, because the line is even. Uh, so basically, I'm betting 100 to 100. I like that. At any time you see you get a wide receiver, I don't care if it's a hot wide receiver like Austin or if it's Fitzgerald, anybody. Anytime you see a uh, wide receiver get even money not to score, I'm going to take that play all day long because um, it, it, wide receivers simply don't score that often. Uh, so I'm going to take that play. And um, uh, in, Chicago, I'm sorry, in Green, Green Bay, uh, Green Bay is not great, but they're not you know, really bad against uh, defending the, uh, uh, the wide receiver. So uh, I feel that's a pretty, pretty good bet. Alex, put me three stacks of high society on Miles Austin not scoring a TD. Three stacks. That's what we're talking about. I love that play. Mike, what do you think about that one? Yeah, well, it's like what I said uh, a little bit No, 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 don't you dare. Uh, I think Dallas is going to have a tough time against Green Bay, and and that means Austin may not score. But, uh, But AP will score. Well, I'm okay with that. But so, so let's recap the plays for everybody at home. Sims Walker under 81 and a, and a half for a for 15 cents. AD will not score a TD plus 24, 240. And then Miles Austin will not score a TD, and that is even money. Uh, so Alex, even if you uh, you know you can um, you can lose two and still win the second one, and uh, you still make money. Yeah, make 40 cents there. Uh, you know, I don't expect to win the ADP play. I, like I said, it's a value play. Uh, and, you know, I'm sure. just giving you three of my close to 30 plays that I'm putting in. And, uh, you know, um, the way I see it is if I lose it, it's just one out of 30 plays. Well, um, I'll tell you what, Alex, uh, that's when I started doing that those baseball plays. I mean, I love doing those things. And you, you, you throw out a flyer, see what happens, and you catch lightning in a bottle, and, and you never know. So uh, I appreciate those plays, man. That's awesome. All right. Alex, thanks for joining us, buddy. We know you're a busy man. We appreciate it. I know the family's asleep, so we'll let you go. And uh, good luck this weekend. You're having a fantastic year in WCFF and NFFC. Keep it up, my man. Okay, thanks, guys. Take care. Take care. The guy is, uh, he's on fire, guys. Manny, you are as well. Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Uh, your, your competition in the FFPC, uh, Russ Steele there, his son did score a touchdown this week as a tight end, 25-yard TD. Congratulations, Russ. That's got to be a great feeling. I can't wait for that, Mike, uh, when yeah, the boys get to play some football. Yeah, I know. Uh, that, that's got to be pretty cool. I mean, just, just to get them out there and uh, let them have some fun. Enjoy the competition and the camaraderie. Learn how to win, learn how to lose. It goes both ways. 
Manny, thanks for joining us, buddy. We're gonna we're gonna stick around and knock out a couple more games, but uh, you guys are welcome to come back and and, and bring about bring uh, pull up the podcast and listen to the rest of the show. And uh, Manny, thanks for joining us, man. Good luck the rest of the hey, way. Thanks. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Good luck. We'll keep in touch. Manny thanks, Jesus, number two in the world in the FFPC, we'll be rooting for him. Red versus blue overtime is next. You've been listening to. Red versus Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time. Mike, that is what we are all hoping is that uh, our fantasy teams don't go out on us now because uh, this is crunch time, man. This is this is when it all counts, and when you're when you're fighting for playoff seeds, if you're if you're in that hunt or you're just fighting to get in the playoffs, every week and every point is important. Absolutely, and you know that was a fun show. Uh, I enjoyed Manny uh, checking in. Uh, good shot, Scott. I mean, great stuff. Uh, you always bring it. You know, week in and week out, and uh, Alex does too. Uh, it's it's just a lot of fun to uh, you know to, to break these things down because this is week ten. I mean, it's getting pretty close to the end to some of these yeah. leagues to where you you really have to make decisions that that are going to be very impactful for your team. So, uh, well, I there's think, a couple. I think of, it's a great show. There's a couple of huge games this week, Mike. Uh, number one, Cincinnati versus Pittsburgh. Can you imagine? Cincinnati's one win away from sweeping the Steelers and the Ravens. I yeah, mean, you yeah. think about that division, and it's always been the Ravens and the Steelers, but Cincinnati is one win away from being 4-0 against those teams. I'm sure that Pittsburgh has a game plan just ready and catered for Cincinnati. Palomalu was out that game, and this time Cincinnati's coming back. They're still playing great ball. Benson, 34 carries again against Baltimore, 117 yards and a touchdown. And another interesting player, Mike Coles, was the leading receiver, six for seventy-two. Chad five for sixty-six. Uh, this Caldwell well, well, kid. The he, he, yeah. The, the difference, Scott, totally is uh, Cincinnati's defense, and yeah. uh, Cincinnati has been a product of uh, what's going on right now. Because the reason is Pittsburgh came into Cincinnati and didn't think that Cincinnati was anything. Baltimore did the same thing. Uh, Cincinnati's only loss, well, one of their only loss, one or two losses, was against Denver. If you remember in week one, it was a fluke. Uh, Cincinnati is a very good team playing with defense. 
And Cedric Benson is huge and been very big for that team. So I don't know. Is Cincinnati for real? We'll find out against Pittsburgh. Yeah, and it's going to be this game uh, that, you know, even if they lose, I mean, 3-1 and one against those two teams, very respectable. I was going to Absolutely. say that Andre Caldwell, two catches every game this year, at least two catches, three touchdowns in the last six games. This kid as a slot receiver has been very dependable for Carson Palmer uh, with the lack of the tight end there. But Benson's just been the story for Cincinnati. What a resurgence of a career. And, uh, man, it's going to be a fun, fun game. I'm going to love watching this game especially with Mendenhall. I mean, shredding that defense last week in Denver for 22 times, 155 yards, and Roethlisberger looking like he is. I mean, it's just it's just going to be a great, great game. Well, that's another back that uh, we haven't even uh, touched on much at all in the last two, three weeks is uh, Rashard Mendenhall. Mendenhall yeah. has become a star in this league, and people better take notice uh, in, in fantasy leagues, throughout dynasty leagues, uh, what have you. This kid is something else because he has come forefront and he he stopped fumbling the ball like like his you know that was his deal where he would fumble the ball all the time but he's quit fumbling and the kid can run and he runs hard he runs hard and he's fast and he's big. Well, I think if you uh, if you if we go back to the archives and we check out my dynasty show our dynasty show that we did where we ranked the uh, running backs you'll see I had Mendenhall up near the top ten, and I got yep. a lot of looks, but uh, I still believed in that, that guy from what too. I saw in college. And uh, he, he's putting it—he's he's definitely putting it together. Uh, Mike, this other game that we have to talk about Sunday night in Indianapolis, here in my backyard, uh, yep. New England comes to town. It's a very hot ticket in town. They are going to close the roof for this game, uh, man. It, if there's a sniff of a rain shower, man, these guys decide to close it. They do this for one reason and one reason only. It's for the 12th man effect. It's not as loud as the old dome used to be at, at RCA. Lucas Oil right. has been known not to be as loud, but they close that thing to get as much noise as they can on the field. You know, if you remember, the Colts were accused of pumping in the crowd noise that one year against the Patriots. Uh, but this is a game that they will close the roof. They'll need that 12th man and, Mike, I mean, Peyton's been unstoppable. A die with Donald Brown out of the picture has been running with and playing with a vengeance. He scored twice last week. Uh, Dallas tied a team record for 14 catches last week. Marvin Harrison did it twice. But it was the third best game ever for a tight end behind only Kellen Winslow Sr. and Jason Witten. They had both caught 15 balls. Uh, you've got yeah. Wayne in this offense and Garcon catching balls five for 60 last week. Manning has a ton of weapons at his disposal against this New England team, which also has tons of weapons. And Maroney's getting 20 carries for 82 yards last week, and you've got Moss and Welker. I mean, what do you see happening in this game? Well, I, I, I see uh, the, the same thing. I see good offense with a good defense. Uh, believe it or not, I see this game being like a uh, 24-17 type thing. Uh, they both have really good defenses. And uh, the thing that's uh, being missing, Scott, is Coach Caldwell for Indianapolis, and he's not getting any kind of credit whatsoever uh, to, you know, to turn this, not to turn it around, but to just keep the thing rolling. And uh, I think Indianapolis wins this game uh, in a 24-17 fashion, and I'll be, I'll be real uh, 
inter- it's going to be interesting to see what the uh, over and under is going to be. Twenty four seventeen, Indy. What what is uh, do you do you know what the Vegas over under is? Is that what you're asking? I mean, I can pull that up for you and find out. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm looking it up right now because uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be very very interesting. Let's see. Well, you know they've got all these weapons. I I don't know. I mean Moss and Welker are going to get theirs. This Caldwell has this team prepared, though. You know, this team is not thinking about... 49 and a half. That's a lot of points. 49, that, that game's going under, because I believe the two defenses are going to do good enough to keep that game under. Wow, that's a high total. 49 yeah, 40, and a half. 49 and a half over under on the Colts. Uh, that That's a game that, you know what? I agree with you. I think it's going to be a a defensive game for both teams. They'll they'll still both get their points, but like you said, maybe maybe twenty four twenty, twenty four twenty one, twenty four. You know, that still yeah. puts you right about forty five points. That's that's right there. I don't know. They may they may be able to do more than that. Easily, they could easily do more than that. What am I well, saying? It's going to take a, a couple special things on defense and. But I, you know, Scott, I, I just believe this is a very this is a very great matchup for both teams, and uh, a lot of times when it is a great matchup for both teams, it goes under the number. Um, I I see Manning and Wayne having fun. I see, uh, you know, Tom Brady. He's going to have fun with, uh, you know, Randy Moss. Maybe yeah. Wes Welker in there a little bit. I I don't know. I, it just I don't see forty nine and a half. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll we'll see. Uh, we'll we'll see. You know, this Sunday night uh, that'll be the game. And then uh, you know, uh, New well, Orleans they, again, another undefeated team. It's really setting up to be in the NFC New Orleans versus Minnesota showdown. That's going to be a fantastic game. Now, if that's in New Orleans, it's a very tough place to play, Mike. And I wouldn't expect Brett Favre to come out with a win. But, you know, either one of those teams I could see making the Super Bowl this year in the NFC. Really, those are the only two teams I could see from the NFC making it. Uh, New Orleans versus Minnesota right now. Uh, I mean, I guess if Atlanta got hot, maybe they could pull something off, you know, because they looked good last year in the playoffs. But because uh, you need a good running game, you need a good defense. New Orleans has that, uh, and, and, and so does Minnesota. I mean, that's the key. Uh, but they both have great passing games, too, and you've got the home field advantage. Whichever team has it, I think New Orleans will because they could run the table with this schedule. They're playing St. Louis. They're playing I know, Louis, I know, Mike. I know. I mean, it's, it's another pretty w. lame. Yeah, is it? Is it really? Uh, Steven Jackson, he ran very hard last week. He ran as hard as he can run. Uh, can Can St. Louis beat New Orleans? No, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, but – I, I think you I think St. Louis can cover the thirteen and a half. Yeah, well, Lewis, that's, yeah, maybe, maybe I don't know. But, I think uh, the Mike Bell, the Mike Bell experiments over. Pierre had a good game. Mike Bell only had five carries. Reggie only had two. Pierre is the ground yeah. game now. They finally figured that that that's the guy. But Reggie Bush is being used like he should. Nine targets last week with seven catches. Uh, Meacham played well. Henderson's playing well. Colson only had one catch. They didn't really need him. Because Bree still put up 330 yards. I mean, they're brutal. New Orleans is brutal against the opposing wide receivers. They're fourth and six. You can't throw against them. So, you know, I was thinking about putting Avery in one of my lineups, but I'm like, because it's going to be a shootout. But at the same time, you don't 
you don't score against New Orleans. That you just they hold they shut you down. Those are great, great corners they've got on both sides of the field. See, that's what been, that's what's been covered up is New Orleans defense. New Orleans defense is that good. I mean, yeah. people don't realize how good they are, and they, they will cover you up. They'll, they'll blitz you, and and plus they'll they'll play uh, they'll play the nickel and come back and uh, you know <laughs> they'll cover the defenders or the wide receivers. And next thing you know, it's like where do we go from here? Well, and I heard John Clayton the other day from ESPN stating that he sees a uh, Indianapolis New Orleans Super Bowl, and I I tend to agree with him. I mean, yeah, I know that's the chalk picks right now, uh, you know, the undefeated teams, but you know, that's just that's just what I, what I see going now. The only other team maybe in the in the AFC that might really come out Pittsburgh again, you know, with that defense and that running game and that passing game, Pittsburgh is a team that could continue to be there, man. They're always there every year, and it, it seems like. Pittsburgh, this is another year they could just come up and do their job because Indianapolis, let's face it, when it comes time to the playoffs, something changes with that team. I mean, they don't they don't really get it done. They had a great team last year, and San Diego comes into town and, and takes care of business. So Colts are no sure thing, no matter what their record looks like at the end of the year. They could be 14-2, and 15-1, and one, Mike, and in the playoffs, yeah. they seem to, to play differently. I don't know. But I, 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 I think that's just, uh, you know, it could be Pittsburgh, Minnesota, New Orleans. Those are your top teams. It's going to be a great, great Super Bowl either way, you know, when it, when it comes time. And playoffs will be here, and it will be in the air. The holidays will be here. Man, it's just a great time of year, Mike. Yeah, Love I'll it. tell you what. Uh, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm loving the, uh, the vibes. I'm loving the Let me ask you a question. Football. Let me ask you a question. This was proposed the yeah. other day. If you were playing high-stakes fantasy football, and you are out of the playoffs. You you didn't have teams that made the playoffs, okay? You're yeah. sitting on the sidelines watching all these other guys getting ready to contend for three hundred thousand, for a hundred thousand, for seventy five thousand. If there was a program that allowed you to take over a fantasy team for purchase. For purchase. Yeah. You could buy a a share of a fantasy team, you know, they could they could auction off their teams. They could throw them up for bid and just bid, you know, you could bid 25% of your team, sell 25% of your team, and you could allow, you know, partial ownership to be a part of that team. Would you take advantage of something like that? Absolutely, without a question, because it keeps you involved. It keeps you going uh, going with what's uh, happening in the high-stakes world of fantasy football. I, I, I do it in, in a heartbeat. I tell you what, and I would be a team also that would sell my shares of my team because, you know, the bottom line is this. There's only so many teams that are going to win. And, you know, you put the math pen to paper and you find out what a share is worth, you know, based on how many playoff teams there are. You know, like an SFPC last year, let's say there's 30 or 40 teams in it. Uh, the grand prize pool is maybe 150000 You can come up with a value of your team, you know, that's worth probably two or 3000 and And, you know, based on where you're ranked, you know, it goes up or down accordingly. Sell a share, yeah. sell twenty percent of that, you know, for five hundred bucks or a thousand bucks. Make some money automatically, and allow another team to come in and piggyback. I'm telling you, the first high stakes contest that figures that out successfully will have a gold mine on their hand. They can take their little share of the fee, you know, the, the transaction fee, and then you have other people involved in the playoffs that weren't. And that's a great time of year to be involved. Right. I mean, it's Christmas time, the holidays are here. It's well, see, you know, well, you want to well, be in the playoffs. Well, what we do in uh, in our local league here in Brandenburg is we have a uh, we have a deal to where you you play for we 
seventeen and or week sixteen and seventeen. So you combine your entire roster and the total points. We allocate some money to the to the owner that wins those. I like it. You see I what like I'm saying? Well, my, I mean, yeah. And, and yeah, we yeah. have a lot of fun with it. I'm telling you, the first, the first, first yeah, the first, the first contest that successfully figures that out is going to uh, have a nice gold mine on their hand. Well, Mike, that's it, man. We got, we had the uh, the Jacksonville Jets game. We went over, we went over the New Orleans St. Louis game. That's pretty much it. The Baltimore Cleveland game. I mean, come on, you know what do we got to do there, right? We, we, <laughs> we don't have to, we don't have to solve every problem for everybody, right? We're just, we're just two guys. Happy yeah. Friday the 13th. We'll talk to you next week. Good luck to your cats, and uh, we'll see you next week. Glad it. Glad heads up, Doc. Just